G'day everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Matt and Mates. This episode was a bit of a different one as I caught up with a good friend of mine who is a successful business owner, Bronson Walker. Bronson is a passionate entrepreneur with two businesses he has started on his own in Perth. A liking towards cars drove him to start up Buff Auto Detailing, along with a clothing brand he loves to show his creative mindset through called Shibby Clothing. That's Shibby with three Bs, by the way. Bronson talks about the highs and lows of owning his own business, how he juggles a work-life balance, and offers some advice to those wanting to take a leap and start up their very own business. I highly recommend this chat to anyone who is currently running their own business or has plans to eventually. To see some of Bronson's work, you can check out his websites, buffautodetailing.com.au for all things cars, and shibbyclothing.com if you're in need for some new threads. He is also on socials as well on both Instagram and Facebook. This was an awesome chat to have and we even enjoy a couple of beers during it. Again, thanks so much for the love and support. Please enjoy this one. One, two, three, four. G'day and welcome to the Matt and Mates podcast. Join me as we share some stories from some old and new mates. We can get into it, mate. Cool. Ronson, thanks for coming on today, mate. Really appreciate you giving up the time after a long day's work. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. How's the day? Hectic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bit how you going? How you going? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Appreciate you doing this today, mate. It's been a long time coming. You're a hard man to book in with, especially after just getting back from Europe. So really, really appreciate it. Oh, you got it, man. We'll go straight into it from here. So how you and me now know each other is through one of our mutual mates, Cav. Just give him a little shout out on here. Mm-hmm. That'll make him listen for this app. And I've known you for probably a good four or five years now. I think it is. Remember yeah. From your 21st birthday, but I wasn't that a big six fan. years then. Six years. Yeah. But you are. A- <laughs> oh, come on. But I wasn't your biggest fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were taking cab away from me, and I didn't like it very much. <laughs> but little did I know you'd actually turn it to be a way better person than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alrighty, so we'll go into it, mate. I want to start with something I open up every episode with. If you could go back to one moment in history and witness it with your own eyes, what would it be? Oh, fuck. Um, oh. Fuck. Probably probably something like going and seeing um you know, Jimi Hendrix play live or, or something yeah. music related would probably be, you know, where where I would where I would try and go back yeah. to. Um Yeah, something like that. Something like that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right up. All right. So let's get into it, mate. You are a very busy man because you're running a couple of different businesses. Yeah. One's a auto detailing called Buff. Give that a little shout out. And the other clothing brand called Shitty. Yes. Two both locally owned. You betcha. Right here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so if um, if we just start with just running a business in general, not either one of them, where did that sort of passion come from? Was it something you've always wanted to do or was it something that just grew on you over time? 
Yeah, not not necessarily something um, that I that I planned on doing. Sort of just uh, the the dice I was rolled in a sense with with what I kind of you know was was doing at the time. Buff I've been running now for over seven years. I think I think almost yeah, almost eight years maybe. Um, so you know that wasn't really planned. A lot of the a lot of my life, I've just been winging it, and it's you know best way to do it. You just kind of go with the flow. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't really planned. Um, you know, I, I I studied drafting at TAFE and stuff, so that was sort of where I thought I'd be yep. be going into the you know architecture sort of world. But um, yeah, here I am. So you never know fucking know. Yeah, was it? And is was it always? Were you always thinking of working for someone else throughout your time, or? So it was always like you wanted to work for yourself. Are you meaning in regards to like when I started? Just, just in regards to like working in general. Oh, again, you know, no, I come out of, I come out of, you know, TAFE and I, I worked at an architecture firm and stuff. So it was never really in, in my plan to be like, oh, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. It was, yeah. um, things didn't work out and there wasn't a lot of work at the time, um, when I sort of come out of that job. So, you know, I was, I was working at a liquor barons in a butcher shop and I was trying to make a bit of dosh and, and try and get job interviews that weren't really happening. So I started detailing cars on weekends and then that turned into a full-time job. So, you know, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't a plan to be my own boss. It was more of a, I've got to do something, you know, so always been into cars. So that was just something I'd kind of done as like a hobby and then it turned into a job. So... Well, that was going to come into the next point of Buff being auto detail. You've always had a passion for cars, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old boy, old boy, always loved cars. Had you know old Taranas and Monaros and stuff back in the day. Wish he still fucking had them, but um, you know, uh, yeah, cars were always a big interest for me as a young fella. So yeah. So is that when? When did the sort of detailing part come into it was it something that he was doing at the time or did you just decide that i'll um no not like you know i i kind of vaguely remember dad getting his car detailed um and this was literally at the time when i was working at the butcher shop and at at the at the liquor barons and stuff um well i finished tafe i probably was 19 so yeah, nine, 19 or 20. So if it's, yeah, I'm 27 now. So if it's been seven or so years, I think I started buff in 2016. So that's seven yeah, years. Um, so yeah, dad was just getting his car detail one day. I was like, yeah, fuck, that's, that's easy money. I do that every weekend for our cars anyway. So, you know, I just, yeah, there's, there's, and you, I'm certified in, in certain products and machinery and all this sort of shit that we use for polishing yeah. and. When when you were going into that side, do you remember like your first ever customer? Uh, so yeah. apart from like doing stuff for your old boy that, do you remember when you first initially took that leap and yeah for your first ever job? Um, no, no, I think I was sort of doing like friends, family, then like family friends and then sort of like word of mouth, I'd maybe get some random stuff. And then because I was using social media, it just sort of started, you know, so as as I was kind of, I'd just be working weekends, 
and then I'd be kind of taking like day spots because obviously I was like I was working liquor barons usually the night shifts and then I was at the butcher shop on Sundays so I was just kind of picking up spots here and there and then eventually you know I was working full time so no I don't really remember if there was like specific you know the the first job I can't my my fucking memory for that sort of stuff yeah. sucks so it's all no yeah I have no idea that it actually I'd have to go back through my log I've got the logs so I would be there but uh could be here all day yeah correct uh cool and then i guess it's more of like since starting it up have you found the balance has been quite good like obviously working for yourself just solely based on whatever work you do is your income so yeah those early days was it a lot of i'm not making as much as i would hope or did it sort of come into, did the traffic come flowing through the door pretty early? Um, honestly, as like a, you know, a young bloke living at home and stuff with pretty, pretty low overheads. Um, once I was set up, the money's, the money was pretty, pretty good. So, um, you know, I was always willing to work, so I'd be happy to work weekends. And I, you know, I only recently stopped working weekends really once. You know, we got the house because I kind of thought I could lay back a little bit and I have to mow the lawns now. So, um, but yeah, so it was always, like you say, you know, it's, it's, if you want to put it in, you're going to sort of get it out. So, um, no, it's always been a pretty, pretty good workflow. There's plenty of, it's a, it's pretty high competition in Perth. So there's, there's yeah, lots to be my next question. So it's, it's a pretty big industry yeah to compete against definitely like australia it's it's a pretty big industry just in general you know um but perth i think we have like the the highest rate of millionaires per capita or some shit so there's there's lots and lots and lots of really nice cars but also just you know you you average joes and stuff it you know nobody's got time to fucking look after their cars and stuff anymore but you know it's it's like your second biggest investment other than a house so if you want to keep them looking good and you know that sort of thing the value the buff auto detail that's it man exactly so um yeah no there's there's lots of work out there that's for sure yeah yeah that's yeah sounds like it so early days like you've got now I know that you're working with two different types. Like you have your more expensive cars you're working with. Yeah. And you've got like everyday, not low model cars, but just, just sta- stock standard cars. Yeah. Has it always been that way or was it more? <laughs> We're definitely having a beer with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it always sort of that way or did you sort of start with, no, I want to work with more expensive designs first or did you start lower? Um, oh, look, you know, naturally you want to be working on nice, cool cars and stuff. Um, but the reality is that the percentage of those is, you know, tiny compared to mm. everything else that's on the road. Um, so, you know, the, the mindset's always been to treat everybody the same because no matter what car you're driving, it's, you know, it's, it's what you can afford or what you're going to yeah. buy. And it's what you care about if you're calling us up to to you know look after it so you know yes i love getting to work on million dollar ferraris and and old cars and stuff that's you know i love cars uh yeah we've got we've got a we've got a ferrari um pista that's you know there isn't one for sale under nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars in australia so with the little optional extras you know oh dude it's it's so extreme the wheels are fifty thousand dollars and you know, instead of having physical badges, 
you know, on the on the side um, fenders and stuff, they've got the hand painted badges. It's like a fifty thousand dollar extra. Like, yeah, right. It gets real crazy. You know, little little yellow trims on the steering wheel that I think he said they're like six grand. Like, it's just, you know, the, the it, it gets pretty out of control when you you know you're at that tier. Um, but yeah, you know, plenty of really really lovely cars. Is it kind of nerve wracking working on a car? Yeah, for sure. But you know, you got insurance, so you got you got to trust yourself. But um, yeah, you know, when you're first doing it, you know, when I was younger and stuff, absolutely, it was it was always nerve wracking. The old cars, you know, when you're working on stuff that's like 50 years old, and or if it's original paint and stuff, and you know, that's that's got a lot of value there. You know, you always got to be careful. Yeah. Um, but it's what you do, so it's not it's not too bad. You get you used to it. Oh well. That's it, man. Yeah, sick. Yeah. And I guess that's the other part I want to sort of ask is being a bit younger when you started up, I find, like, you're obviously still quite young now. Thank you. The piss out of it before. Well done. Thank you. If if we think about when you were much younger, you're starting off, yeah. you're going to people's house, like with friends or family, they obviously know who you are. Mm. Now you're going to Mm. no idea who you are they've only just booked in with you because they saw okay it's a reliable business mm. what's it like rocking up there as a young would it be like 21 when you started yeah 20 yeah, 21 20 21 what, what was it like sort of rocking up to the jobs a bit younger did you find that you were not discriminated but oh yeah 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 fucking oath um yeah there's there's one in particular that's kind of always stuck with me i, I rocked up to work on you know, this guy's car that, that booked me in and, you, and you're dead on. It's not like it's, you know, when, when somebody's asking me for a quote, they get a big picture of my face and see what year I was yeah. born, you know. So, um, yeah, I rocked up and he was at work and his wife was home and she was very unsure about me working on his car. It was his pride and joy. You know, it was from memory. I think it was an SSU, like old an SSU, you know. And um, she was very, very unsure about, you know, young buck me rocking up yeah. and, and working on it. But you're going to destroy the whole thing. Well, you know, there was every chance that maybe <laughs> I might have. So, um, yeah, just having to kind of explain to her that, no, this is my business and I was the one talking to your husband and it's all yeah. my work that I've, you know, put on show and... If you can just trust me, I'm sure I'm not going to let you down and all this sort of stuff. So there was there was definitely a few times rocking up as a baby face, which I was. Um, still up. Still, yeah. If it wasn't for me, smile wrinkles, I reckon I'd be pretty, um, pretty baby face still. Um, so, yeah, that was tough for a little while. Do you still get it to this day? Like, you're still oh, late 20s. Yeah. Like mid 20s. Mid 20s, I'd rather, yeah, yeah. Does he still get a bit of it to this start? Not really anymore. No, no, I reckon the last few years it's been it's been no dramas. Yeah, yeah, more well known. So you know you you know been around for a while now. So it's kind of a business name that can be trusted. Yeah. But also, I think you know now that I'm in my mid twenties, it's not so much of an issue. Yeah, cool. So give us a rundown of a standard day. Business, let's go extend a week of a business owner. So you're still working physically. Yeah. What's it like trying to balance your physical work versus like your admin work? Is it mm. a bit tricky? Because if, if you're trying to do like a standard nine to five, you're doing just eight hours and you're clocked off. Yeah. Are you finding that you're still doing your work 
during your quieter time, like say before bed, first thing in the morning when you have breakfast? Like, um, you have a balance? Breakfast, but uh, yeah, I get up and I do admin work before, so I'll do invoicing probably from the day before um, or any like prep work that I've got to sort of do. Like this morning I was up a few hours before I went to work. I actually went to the gym this morning. Dude, I never go to the gym in the mornings. Can you believe that? I didn't have, I didn't have to start till nine, so it's a very. I usually start at like seven thirty, so it's a very late start for me today. Um, Take it, but uh, yeah. So usually, you know, up around six to do a little bit of admin work and stuff like that um, for about an hour before I start work. Um, you know, I've got a guy working for me, so usually it's just checking up on the jobs that he's doing for the day. You know, sometimes he'll come in, he needs refills, he needs fuel, you need to look after yeah. him for that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just just make sure you're ready for the day. I work from home a lot, so people drop the cars off here or I'm on the road. So that also changes, Yeah, you know, I'm either setting up here or I'm setting up my ute to, to go out on the road. Are so Nary's and Perth, you go like your boundaries? Um, yeah, I don't really like to travel anymore, you know, so I try not to. Oh, look, it depends on me. I, 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 no, well, yeah, but I charge a, a setup fee. So oh, for me, it's like, okay, if you're an hour away, well, you're going to have to pay for me yeah, to come out. Yeah. So I don't really want to, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, bit of bit of work before work. And then, I mean, look, work can, for me, it can, when you work for yourself, you have this mentality of, well, I do, and I think I got it from my old man who, you know, he, he worked for himself for a very long time, is that you put your head down and the faster you can get the job done, not saying that the job's getting rushed and you're not doing the job properly, yep. but you're not getting paid to be there for eight hours or you know what I mean. Yep. So if, if I've if I've quoted a job at $1,000 and I'm finished at 3 p.m., well, I've got a couple of hours in the afternoon to have time for me. Um, so you don't, you don't kind of mosey on through the job. You're... I get into it and I have a eight minute lunch break and I'm back into into working. Has that so, always been the way or did you sort of pick that up over time? No, it's pretty pretty quick when you when you figure out like, you know, okay, this job is XYZ and it's gonna take me this long. Well, why am I gonna go on my phone and yeah. You, the stuff that you would maybe do, I'm not saying everybody does, but in an office or in another job where you're just getting paid to, yeah, to paid be there or you're getting paid an hourly rate. For me I'm not necessarily getting paid an hourly rate so uh, i've always been very much head down get into it get it done and and try and go home particularly when i was working on the road a lot now i'm i'm at home so i can come in and do computer work you know in the middle of the day if i want to take a little break and stuff whereas before i couldn't so if i finished work at five o'clock well i've still got to do computer work when i get home so um, or, you know, your social media stuff and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. Control all that yourself, like every single part of your business. Yeah. All run by you. Correct. Yeah, I do like my... Is that challenging? Oh, I hate social media. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hate it. I hate it. You know, because I'm running both of, you know, Shibby as well. So, yeah, that sucks. I'd love to have some help with that sort of thing. Because um, you want to do it properly. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do it half-assed. It's probably one of that's probably my Achilles heel to be honest is is then after work getting on the on the socials and showing off the work that you've done sometimes it's quite monotonous and you're just like oh, 
yeah, you know, I did all of this yesterday. I'm just doing it again today on a different car and trying to make that sound jazzy and fresh for, you know, somebody looking at it. Um, so that can be, that can be kind of challenging. That's probably in all honesty, the, the hardest part of my day is social media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else, you know, kind of comes naturally. The work part, no dramas. Um, you know, some days are harder than others and some cars are, it's harder than others. You know, you could, I could be polishing a car for 20 hours. You know, you, you yeah. just, you just never know. We have, I have jobs that go over three days. So, oh, wow. um, it really depends on, on what we're doing. So again, like you say, like with the work-life balance or what my schedule looks like, every day is different. So I could finish at 12 o'clock if it's a pretty easy day or I'm still in the garage working till eight. It really, there is no clock in, clock off. Yeah. Um, time. So then again, with all of my admin and my accounting work and, and all that sort of stuff, it's when I can get it done. I aim to do, as you can see, my old on Wednesdays, but uh, <laughs> whether it happens or not, <laughs> you know, um, I only just did like this. I usually do it weekly and I, only, I just caught up on three months of accounts work like last week because I just hadn't had time to do it yeah. since we've been home from Europe. So um, yeah, it's all over the place. It's absolutely all over the place. It's chaos, but it's structured. Yeah. You mentioned before you've got someone working for you now. Yeah. Is that always been something you wanted? And is it quite hard having someone represent you thinking that if they make any mistake or make anything, it looks bad on you? Yeah. How do, how do you sort of balance that? Yeah. Um to answer your first question, um, I've now had, so the guy working for me is the second guy I've had. Um, so he's almost been with me for a year. I think next month he'll be with me for a year. So it's been about two and a half years since I set up, you know, having a second youth out on the road and, and the work that we're doing there, which has been really, really great. It's added just another element to the business and, and for me, a nice look into the future as I'd like to have guys out on the road and then I can maybe step away from being on the tools so much um but yeah it's it's hard it's hard to trust somebody to be out there doing what you do particularly because I did it myself for you know for a long time and you're building up that yeah so um yeah it's it's tough some weeks are really really good some days are, are you know not everybody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, should I say. But, you know, you you can do 100 jobs really great and you do one job that just doesn't quite hit the mark and people are going to have a problem with it. They're paying for a service, so it happens. That's okay. I've I've had jobs where I didn't hit the mark, in, you know, in my time. So it, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's it's hard, but it's rewarding at the same time. So it's sort of like because um, these people coming in, do they have sort of experience? But they're working you or are you sort of training them up on the spot? A little bit. A lot of, like a lot of the people who I have interviewed for, you know, um, for the job in the past have kind of been similar to like where I was starting. A little bit older. The guy I've got working for me is like in his early, mid thirties. Yeah. Um, kind of just looking for a change up in Korea. So he kind of had weekend warrior sort of experience, you know passionate about cars 
you know, there's lots of information online, all that sort of stuff. So I was just looking to start a career in, in doing car detailing. Um, so yeah, not, you know, not, not like off the bat, lots and lots and lots of experience, but there's also different levels. Like it's not, we also, I also get, um, you know, people hitting me up who do like car wash stuff and car wash stuff and car detailing sort of a little bit different. So you know, we go to another sort of level. So that's sort of, it's good experience to have, but it's not the same as what we do. I guess the other part I want to go into is more to run into the, your other business you've got going. Yeah, the fun one. The fun one. The one that you actually upset a lot. Shibby clothing. Yeah. Representing it today myself. Oh, ain't that I'm actually a big fan of the Skelters. Oh. And... Knows the name of the t-shirt. Jesus, all right. And I did my research before I Wow, wow. And let's walk through that. So car detailing's one thing. Yeah. Now you're running a clothing brand. Yeah. Has this always been a passion, clothing? Um. Oh, look, yeah, to a degree, I would say, you know, even when I was like in high school and stuff, I, you know, always was into, you know, skateboarding and BMX and stuff. And I think fashion and music come alongside that. Um, so, yeah, it, it probably stems from from that side of, um, you know, when I, when I grew up and what I was interested in. Um, so, yeah, sure. Since I was a teenager, I would say yes. Yes. Like clothes. When you always wore them, so they cancel. So. I did always wear them. Look, I, yeah. I think it was just always sort of part of the sort of culture that I was into you know what I mean so whether I was like specifically I don't think I was like specifically like someone who really 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 cared about clothes when I was like a teenager but it was part of you know the way you looked and the way you dressed kind of went along with okay I've got like this skateboarder thing going on you know the music that I listen to is a lot of punk it's a lot of like older hip-hop and alt rock and stuff like that it, again sort of stems from skateboarding and the fashion kind of comes along yeah. with it too so subconsciously i think it was there yeah and it is a like passion for it but was it always a dream to eventually open up a clothing brand um no nah, man i think again winging shit you know it was just an idea at, at one point you know i started it with um big Simon Edwards so we yeah we were just living life at the time um living at home having a good time we were hanging out heaps and we were just like you know we both like similar similar styles and similar fashion sort of things going on and we were like you know why don't we have a crack and we lived around the corner from each other we were like why don't we fucking just have a crack and have a bit of fun um so yeah again it was just sort of random it wasn't like some Big idea that it, you know, chat over a couple of beers. I'm pretty sure the first ever post we made was that this was a chat over a few beers we had, yeah. probably a few swans that we're yeah. drinking right now. Um, if they promise be... once for the podcast, yeah. one draft, my favorite beer of choice. Oh, wouldn't that be good? I'd be on every week. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, we just kind of spent six months learning and looking and figuring out what we wanted to do, and that's kind of how it started. So. Now it's been, I think should be started in 2019. December of 2019 yeah. was the first time we brought anything out. And working with you, May, like starting off with, it's it's a thing to work with friends 
in a business setting. Mm. Was that a bit difficult to keep the friendship versus business side of things apart? I don't think Sim and I really struggled sort of um, separating it. It was okay. We would still just go and have beers and not worry about, you know, that we were sort of working together on something and, and, um, you know, on I think it was Wednesdays or it was Mondays because we played social basketball together. I can't remember like what our day of the week was to catch up and go over things, but we both had different roles and then we would catch up to brainstorm or work on designs or blah, blah, blah. Um, so that wasn't really ever an issue for us. Um, it was more, you know, both of us had full-time work outside of Shibby. You know, yeah. it was a passion project that, you know, we were happy to let it grow slowly and, and see what happens. And it just kind of got to a point where, you know, both of us were, were working a lot. I was working you know, when George and I were renting, I was working seven days a week. Simo was, you know, really working on his career as well. So we ended up going our separate ways, but it was never because, you know, we struggled with like our friendship to a degree. It was more just that we found it hard to find time to link up together. And we're both on different paths. And then again, you're doing something creative, you know, and sometimes you're like, both in sync on what a design is going to be and then sometimes you're both on opposite ends and that can be really hard as well um so yeah we ended up you know kind of going our separate ways and you know simo's done really well for himself his career is going great so you know can't be fucking more happy about that for him and then shibby's just ticked along as well for me in, in the background which has been really fun and you know met lots of you know, people I never would have met if I didn't do it. And I've got some really, really close friends through, you know, through Shibby, which is, which is awesome. And then, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Sick. Walk us through Shibby itself. Design wise. Yeah. Created by you. Uh, in the early days had absolutely no, um, design capabilities in terms of using illustrator or a photoshop or or anything like that so we outsourced uh to people in perth so you know local designers and stuff so i was using a lovely chap who is a good friend named lucas for a really really long time um up until up until probably six months ago really you know i've worked there's a t-shirt i did a collaboration with um the guy named font design who yep. works at the shop in Mount Lawley where all the stuff gets printed. Um, so we did like a collab because he's like a local artist and he makes stuff and he he's he's awesome. So that was really fun. But now I do all the designs. So somehow in these four years, I've got some kind of knack of doing design work and, and stuff like that. So the last... Do you reckon that relates back to stuff you did um, at TAFE? Um... Oh, look, nah, I'm pretty fucking terrible with um, technology. I was great when I was yeah at TAFE and using ArchiCAD and AutoCAD and stuff like that. But I think um, a long time away from the computer, those things didn't really translate anymore. Um, but I'm starting to get the hang of it. The last, few, the last few designs have been really fun and they've done really well. So that's fucking wicked. You might be able to run your own podcast and teach people how you... Oh, well, no, I'm definitely I'm definitely not there. Tom at Square One, shout out to Square One and, and Tommy Boy. It's where I get everything printed and embroidered. All the good stuff happens in Mount Lawley there. Um he gives me he gives me a bit of bit of help when I'm oh, that's you know, when I'm when I'm doing stuff and it's it's all backwards and he needs to print it, so it needs to be right. 
Um, but yeah, now now the design is done by me, which is very fun because sometimes stuff I can I can actually get garments out a lot faster. That's often the hard part. Is like I yeah. come up with a design idea, and I'm kind of sending my idea in scribbles or you know um, inspiration to a designer and then we're back and forthing for a while and then I've got a design and then I start putting it into production whereas now it's a lot more fluid I can I can get something done you know like that is a that's drawn I know nobody on the podcast can see it but I'm pointing for Matt he's seeing something that hasn't come out yet that's but it's a drawing here in my uh in my notebook Woody that you'll probably be able to see Uh, right there and then um you can make it into a fucking t-shirt. So, you know, now the process is a little bit quicker because I can do it myself, which is really nice. And it's it's more fulfilling because it's what I wanted to do. It was, you know, a creative outlet. So it's really nice yeah. to actually be able to not just try and come up with a concept. I can take it all the way through. Do you have one you released that you're extremely proud of? Um, yeah, the, um, the Neapolitan one was my first design that I'd yeah. done myself. That one I was really, really, really happy with come out really good you know exactly neapolitan ice cream that was sort of the the idea um and and tom and the boys at at square one pulled off the puff print thing like the whole thing just looks fucking yeah epic so that was that was really fulfilling for me to do that and then you know it, it did really well people really liked it which was again just like a really that was that was cool that i could kind of actually get my first piece of like sort of my own art out there even after like four years is it rewarding seeing like other people wear your designs yeah it's pretty cool i've run into like a few people um you know in the city that i don't know that are that are wearing you know shibby stuff and st- which has been really cool do you have a little smile on your face oh you? dude it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet i don't really put myself on on the shibby social media but a, a guy recognized me so that was really nice that we kind of just like had a chat had a bit of a chin wag and stuff, which was cool. But yeah, I've been sent photos by friends who have like spotted somebody out wearing it and stuff, which is pretty nice. So you just, you know, yeah, the market in Perth's really hard. I, I sell more stuff over east. So yeah, man, it's so hard. Is it just because the market here is so flooded or? um, Oh, look, I don't know. We've got some pretty big sort of brands that really, really own it over here. And it seems... It seems like people over east are more willing to try new, new smaller sort of niche brands rather than like yeah the stuff that everybody's sort of wearing. So I probably get one every ten orders is from Perth. For a while there was kind of like I would I I felt shit about because I was like man I'm getting everything done like here yeah. trying to be as Perth as I can be. Um, but now I'm just like, you know, if that's, if that's the way it is, like, I don't have a problem. It's pretty cool that it's selling over East. I mean, it's nice to be Australia wide in a sense. Um, it is what it is. I can't do much about that. Yeah. It's, it's a good brand. If anyone's looking, Shibby, do you want to give the, uh, what is it? Shibbyclothing.com? Uh, yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure that's it. It should be clothing on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's a link there. (laughs) It definitely should have rehearsed that one. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it should be clothing.com. Oh, uh, we so when we're trying to bring back the two businesses together, yeah, Buff and Shibby, how do you go balancing those two? Do you have given days where you dedicate, or is it a, obviously Buff's five days a week? Yeah, 
but how do you go balancing the other one in there as well? Yeah, basically, like you said, Monday to Friday is what my focus on on doing buff work is. It, doing shibby work is really after 6.30 once I've got everything done and if I've got time or if I've got a day off or I'm free on a Sunday and I'm knocking together stuff. It's kind of just always happening in the background. So if I'm wrapping up orders and stuff, it's happening after, you know, you're sitting in the room where most of my stock yeah. is right now. So um, it's, it's you know, I would love to be able to, over the years, I've been able to slowly make more time for it or at least become more efficient at dealing with both of the businesses. But um, yeah, you know, it's 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 very much a, a side project. So um, whenever I've got the free time to, to get into it, I'm, I'm working on... Yeah, so I'm always sort of, basically it's, both of them are constantly going on in my head and I've always got, you know, a to-do list of things that I need to do on on every day and I try and maybe chip away at, okay, I've got a couple of things I want to do, some manufacturers I want yeah. to contact or driving here today, I was like on the phone to Tom because the new t-shirt's getting printed yeah. on Tuesday, so I'm like, I can make some time on Tuesday. If I'm working from home, I can skip out for a couple of hours and go film my stuff get printed or... You know, so I'm kind of just luckily Mount Lawl is only 10 minutes away. So I can always be there to, you know, when we're testing prints or whatever's happening. Um, it's kind of just always, yeah, all over the shop, organized chaos. You know, yeah. there's no, I don't have a specific day that I'm like, okay, Shibby is Thursday afternoons. It's, it's, it's just whenever you have that time, whenever it fits in and, and whenever I feel the inspiration to sit down and draw or do design, well, that's what I'll do if I've got the time. And is it hard trying to juggle that outside of just your everyday living? Yeah, it's tough. How do you go about that? I still don't really have it down back. I feel like not many people do. No, it's it's tough. You know, you have you have your good weeks and you have your bad weeks where um you can be really, really productive and you know, work finishes at good times and I can get my invoicing done and, you know, my social media is on point for the week and I'm posting really well and and everything goes great. And I'm like, oh man, I'm, you know, I've I've knocked off on a Thursday at 3 p.m. Everything's up to date. I could probably sit down and do some shibby work for a few hours or work on, you know, my new advertising for bar yeah. or whatever I've got to do. Um and then some diet, some weeks it goes past where I don't get anything done. So it's um, so it's, like, it's tough. When, when you're doing that and then most people would go, oh, I'm knocking off early. I could go sit down and just relax for a moment. Where yeah. in your head the next movement is, I could find some time to do some shitty stuff. Yeah. Some time to do some gals. Yeah. Is it hard trying to switch that up, that momentum more? Yeah. Yeah. Georgia and I talk about that a lot because both of us work. You know, she works... Well, she works every day, seven days a week, basically. She has some form of work on. Yeah. Um, and she works nights a lot. So, you know, I'm, you know, she'll either prep dinners, I'll cook dinner, whatever's happening. So we're both kind of just like this really on the go. On the go. So it's kind of good that both of us are like that because it's not like one of us is just sitting in the lounge room wanting to watch TV and the other one's just like yeah. a menace doing work. So both of us are going pretty hard in the pay. Um which means if I'm home alone, you know, while George is at work and I've got some free time, I'm going to sink it into, you know, doing some work and, and stuff like that. So it frees up time for when we are together. 
um, or, you know, when I can see mates and, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, during the week, you know, usually up at around six and probably don't finish, you know, at least on the computer until after dinner. Right. Yeah. The things that I sort of struggle with is trying to like look after myself. Yeah. You know, go to the gym and um, your self-care. Self-care sometimes yeah. is, or, you know, not feeling guilty to sit on the couch and watch some telly. That's, yeah. that's, things- that's, that's, I find is a really, yeah, man, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's been tough for me since not working weekends because I worked week, you know, I worked Saturdays for a really, really long time. Like actually not knowing what to do when you're free on a Saturday took me ages. It's a weird concept. I've, I've experienced this one, but just sitting down on the couch and you go, I could watch a movie, but then you feel guilty because you're like, I could be doing other things mm. than watching a movie. Yeah, I have, I have that 24 7. Yeah. I, oh, that's what I wanted to go. So I've got my own personal experience. I was a personal trainer for a mm. period. Only lasted about six months. I found that like being told to work for yourself, it's just so talked up and you hear all the good things about it. You set your own hours. Everyone works around you. My experience, not so much. Mm. I was working at a gym where I had to work a certain amount of hours at that gym and the hours I worked were during like the peak times. So legit, the times when people were finishing, teachers were finishing school, anything like that, was the times I would usually, you know, you'd see a, you'd see a personal trainer. Between. Yeah. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have any of my free time until about 6, 6.30. So I would go about my day from starting in the morning, seeing some clients from 7 a.m., maybe no one for about the next six hours, Yeah, going into work, and then having to then see people after I finish my actual admin hours. Right. And they were some long days. I reckon I would do 7 a.m. through to 9 p.m. Yeah. With, with that weird break in the middle. With that weird split break in yeah. the middle too. Some people were great with it. They balanced it out really well. But what I was struggling with was during that mid-break, because I was working for myself. I had no real capital behind me. So I was stressing out during that time going, I need to do something. I need to, and I need to, I can't just sit on my ass and do nothing. And this is probably where I just crashed and burned because I just found I was stressing so much. You were like, well, no, you're not working for yourself. You've got to work around other people's you know, because they need to come and see you suits them best. And there's just so many more other things that just started to come into it that Eventually, I just decided, no, this isn't for me. I can't do this. Yeah. Now, I was young. I had no idea how to run a business. So, nowadays, I reckon if I went around again, probably yeah, it'd be a different story. Yeah. But I feel a lot of people would probably be in that position to start it. Yeah. So, if you had to then give someone a bit of advice to share, starting off, trying to get themselves going, what would you sort of give? That's a it's a tough one. Um in terms of, you know, the experience of feeling like feeling like there isn't enough work or the stress of where's the money coming from, you know, what's happening, what's happening tomorrow, I'm really not my own boss, all these things that don't really go away. Yeah. Um, because when you work for yourself, sure, you're your own boss, you, you know, but you're also at the mercy of every single client you have. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of money, you know, you don't have a salary. So one month can be great. The next month can be shit. Interest rates can go up and people don't want to spend money on personal trainers yeah. and car detailing. 
um, global pandemic can happen. I did what? really well through COVID. What the fuck? People had money to spend on cars. Some people struggled. Some people did really well. It's you kind of always in that, you know, limbo of things are going really well right now, but fuck, I don't know what's going to happen in three months. So you got to try to focus more on the now than it, uh, just yeah. when the worst is going to hit. Yeah, and I tell you what, every year when my quiet period comes around, winter's, you know, going to be quiet for us just because of the weather. You know, there's not car shows, there's not events. It's just shitty weather. You want to get your car detailed when it's nice and it gets finished and you drive it out on a nice sunny day. And I swear to God, every year I'm like, is this as bad as what it was last year? Oh, I'm fucking stressed right now. And it's just like every year you come out the other side yeah. and it's okay. Um, it's so a moment of doubt. Yeah. it's I, I don't think that ever really goes away. No matter how much you're growing and moving forward and stuff, I think that's that's a natural feeling. It's kind of like instinct of, you know, you've got to stay, you've got to stay a little bit wide. You've got to stay a little bit ready for anything to happen because you don't have that safety net. You know what I mean? You you just don't. It's just not. It's not there. Yeah. Um, which I think is a good thing because it keeps you prepared. It keeps you trying to stay maybe a step ahead. It keeps you, okay, what can I do to keep moving forward to make sure that we don't fall back, to make sure that work keeps coming in or, or whatever. Um, so I think if I was to give anybody um, advice, I think it would it would be more mindset. It would be more... You know, if you if you believe that you've got something good going on and, and you're doing a good job, you've just got to keep on trucking along. You don't want to go in unprepared. You don't want to go in half-hearted. You don't want to not know what you're doing. You don't want to have, you know, all the things lined up that you're meant to have if you're starting a business and you're doing stuff, if you need the insurance, if you need proper registration for stuff. You know, you need to have all those things because, you know, money is very important when you're starting a business and... You know, that sort of stuff can end you real quick if you fuck up, Um, particularly if you're young and you don't really know what you're doing. Well, maybe you need to talk to people so you are prepared. Yeah. You know, Um, but yeah, in in terms of like the the mental part, you just got to, you got to stay pretty strong and you just got to keep on, just keep on ticking on. I see through. Yeah. And, and um, be willing to sacrifice a lot of time because it's not. You know, although I have days where I finish at 1 p.m. and that's great, maybe I do for that that day not do anything. You're making up that time somewhere um, and you're always going to be doing more. You're always going to be putting in more hours than what your normal nine to five is. It's just you'd be hard like to find somebody who owns a business who isn't doing that. Yeah. Um, in whatever stage of the business. It might not be the physical part. You know, you might only be doing five hours a day on your your physical part of the job itself, but running the business, I couldn't tell you. It's a whole yeah, I couldn't yeah. couldn't tell you. It never really ends either. If it's Sunday and you're getting phone calls or you're dealing with social media stuff or you know, you never you're never really switching off. So that's also something you gotta be prepared for. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's I feel like someone would definitely take something. Yeah, and you get phone calls, you know, after 5 p.m. when other people knock off work going, this is the only time I can contact you. And you're like, this is only a time that I can fucking sit on the couch, you know, with my fiance. But sure, I'll take your call. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just give up my time. Yeah, so, you know, little things like that that you kind of just got to like suck it up and be like, 
you know, especially if you're building. If you're building and you need the work, you got to answer the phone. Yeah. If you're not, you know, there's been periods where I've gone, I'm not answering the phone after 5 p.m. because I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and I'm okay not to do that. And then, you know, I bring on somebody working for me and we want to bring in more work. Well, I'm going to answer that phone. Yeah. So it's all like what we sort of said at the start. It's if you're going to put in, you're going to get out. So really depends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure someone will take something out of that for sure. Maybe, but you know, I really still don't know what the fuck I'm yeah. doing. So. <laughs> so, man, with everything we just discussed about with Shibby, with auto buff auto detail, what's yeah. next? Oh, what's next, Woody? Um, oh, dude, you know what? Still just trying to perfect this stuff, man. Just keep going with it. Yeah, you know, we've you know, there's there's obviously dreams, but um, yeah, just like I said. Keep on trucking forward. Keep trying to be bigger and better, and um, slowly spending. You know, being able to find more time doing shibby stuff, which is something that you know I really, really enjoy. Not saying that I don't enjoy um, the car detailing thing, but you know, shibby is you know my passion project, and and would love to be able to spend more time doing that and have more involvement and make it bigger and it'd yeah. be wonderful. I'd, man, my dream is to sit in a shop and listen to music and. So well, close. Sorry, that would man. just be that would be mint, man. I can imagine walking through that door, Californications flying. Oh Jesus! Okay, Bronson, man, uh, thank you so much. No, man, thank, thank you, you so much for doing this with me today. I really appreciate it. Let's finish off these Swannies. Really enjoy it. Again, Sounds good. Swan Draft, my favorite beer of choice on a Friday afternoon. Sure is. Yes, anyone from there is. Hell yeah, man. So thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. And uh, cheers. Cheers, mate. Three, two, one. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Matt and Mates podcast. If you enjoyed the show and feeling generous, you can like, follow, or subscribe on our socials and whatever platform you're listening on. And for those wanting to go that bit further, you can leave a review and share with your friends and family as well. If you have any recommendations on guests, give feedback or advertise on the pod, flick an email to contact at mattandmates.com.au. Stay tuned for the next episode when it drops. And as always, I love you all. Yo. Yo.